there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one communal page of Talmud a day. And I say communal because today's pages have a very concrete message for us. And here it is. Rav Yehuda said that Shmuel said, with regard to one who is particular about his Eruv, meaning that the other people should not eat of the food he contributed, his Eruv is not a valid Eruv. After all, the Gemara asks, what is its name? Eruv, meaning joining, is its name, indicating that it must be jointly owned, me'orav, by all the participants in the Eruv. If one person does not allow the other participants to eat of it, it does not belong to all of them, and it cannot be called an Eruv. In other words, the rabbis are telling us here that to make a real Eruv, to make a real section that the community could partake in, everyone has to contribute to the same pot. Everyone has to be in it together. It's all about creating community. And I have the pleasure of welcoming our guest today, someone who knows a lot about creating community and who's done a lot to create community, State Senator Brian Benjamin of the 30th Senate District in the great state of New York. Hello. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. It is our pleasure to have you on the show. And so, Senator Benjamin, the rabbis are telling us, listen, if you really want to create this Eruv, the space that you're allowed to sort of walk and carry uh, stuff in during Shabbat, everyone has to contribute. It can't just be that rich people have their own little setup and don't allow poor people to take uh, part of it. It can't just be that every person takes care of himself or herself. Everyone has to be in it together. As a state senator, as someone, again, who's devoted so much of his career to this, does this resonate with you? It beyond resonates with me. And and, and let me just say, you know, one of the things that COVID-19 has done, it has really laid bare some of the inequities in our society. And uh, a lot of us believe that a kid who's born, whether to poverty or to wealth, they're innocent, right? And one of the things we've all tried to do is to make sure that we help all of our children, all of our society, uh, so that everyone can live their God-given right. I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about America is that we aspire to the world where no matter who you are, where you come from, your talent it will not be determined by your zip code, but will be determined by what you can accomplish and what you work hard to set yourself to do. And so the only way for that to work is for us to all come together. And, and you know, I, I'm reminded that because of COVID, easy example I'll, I'll share with you is Remote learning in public schools has become a real topic because I have a lot of folks who live in my district who can't afford the Wi-Fi, right? Because they've got two, three kids at home, their apartments are too small, right? and they can't use Wi-Fi at the same time, but the system is not set up for that. And so, look, I think uh, one of the things we all have to do is be empathetic and compassionate. Uh, we have to reward hard work, but we also have to recognize that you know there's some people who are hungry. And one of the things that my office has been focusing on for the last number of months is doing a lot of food insecurity issues, feeding people in the district. No judgments, no judgments, just making sure people have food, making sure people have sanitary products, making sure kids have book bags in school, all of that stuff we all got to do together. And we can't villainize each other. One of the things that I feel very strongly about in the world we live in now, it's government versus the wealthy people, wealthy people versus the poor people. We have got to try our best to talk about what we share in common, encourage us to help each other and try to do less on this box, you're in this box and and you suck because you over there and you're privileged and I'm not. We need to try, at least those of us who are in the government sector, have to try to 
embody this page of the Tomlin by helping to encourage the witness together. Let's work together. Let's help each other. You know, you know, rise the tide lifts all boats kind of a st- structure. We need to make sure that we're doing that. You know, it's it's very interesting that, that you should put it this way, because reading this page of Talmud, which talks about a specific geographic zone, a courtyard where people live and, and acknowledging again that there will be structural income inequality. To me, it read almost like a meditation on, on something that New York City knows very well, a meditation on something like property tax, right? It says, look, you have rich people and their contributions by mean of taxation ought to absolutely help sustain the rest of the community. But it's already kind of an acknowledgement that in a city, in a, in a geographical zone, right, there will be this kind of give and take between rich and poor, and that government's job is almost to kind of try to balance between these two. That's right. There's no doubt about it. That's government's job. And I think government's job is also to say, in order to make sure that everybody can fulfill their God-given talent, you want to make sure that you are not creating roadblocks or hindrances to those who are at the bottom who have the drive and the desire to sort of assent. And it's a tricky thing because one of the things that we are, you know, folks are saying now is, you know what, those at the top have too much and we need to take from them and give to those at the bottom. My view is I think that those at the bottom and those in the middle who want more should be helped to do so. And those at the top should be part of the process to help make that happen. I just think it's a different way to look at the same problem. When you talk about income inequality, I like to talk about it from how do we lift the bottom as opposed to how do we push down the top. And so if you talk about how to lift at the bottom, then that's something that everyone can participate in. And then it becomes a question of workforce development, those kind of conversations, where if you say that those at the top have too much, you spend all your time talking about, well, how can we tax the rich and do this and do that? But in the process of doing that, you don't necessarily lift up the bottom in that process. And for me, lifting up the bottom is where my energy is. And that's where I think all of our energy should be, how to help those of us who are less fortunate, those who are homeless, and not homeless because they're mentally ill, homeless because they're working two jobs, but they just can't afford a place to live. Right. So that's a very different kind of a concept. So what are we doing to help them is what I believe should be something that we should all participate in. Hardworking New Yorkers who can't make it, they should be at the top of the line for people who get helped by those of us who are who are doing better. Amen to that. So, so Senator, we are in desperate need for any shred of optimism, good news, good cheer. As our finale, give us one thing that you are particularly hopeful about, one thing that maybe you're doing that you think is going to make a real change, one thing that we have to feel rosy about. Well, listen, I've had some really good conversations with some of the tech companies about setting up programs in my district to work with some key community-based organizations to provide coding and skills and to assist with some of the broadband pressures in my district. I'm super excited about it. I can't get into too many details about it, but these are big companies who they get the digital divide. They get the fact that access to the internet is now a human right. It has to be a human right, right? And they get that. And so the more that we do that, the more we can kind of create opportunities for everybody. I'm super excited about it. And I think when you have people across the board saying, you know what, I see you, right? You know, I might not be from your same religious sect. I might not be from your neighborhood, but I see you, you exist, you matter. 
the more we all do that, and I'm seeing that because of what's happened with the Black Lives Matter and the George Floyd cases and things like that, the more that's happening, the more we're going to press forward. And I'm seeing it happening, and I'm very excited about it. And it's something that we all should be excited about. Senator, thank you so much for all your good work and for joining us today. Anytime. Happy to do it. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.